Dean Carnassus, the ultramarathon man, and you are listening to the FitCast. Hello, and welcome to the K-Selk and Fonz FitCast for February 2019. Partner, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. It is February. That is very hard to believe. I know, I know. It's like, man, it's like bound to 40 degrees here, but today it was like 70 in the sun, so that was good. Oh my God, I could literally punch you. I don't even want to tell you about my day then. It's very, it's very difficult for you to punch me through the Skype. I'll find a way because let me tell you about my day. All right, let's hear it. So, a couple weeks ago, you guys, all of our listeners probably heard that Chicago was under the quote unquote polar vortex. Polar vortex. Yeah, where it was literally negative 20 for yeah. almost three days in a row, like two and a half days. It was. Minus at least minus ten the entire time. Yikes! Without the wind chill, with the wind chill it was like minus forty. Oh, yeah. It was so cold. My work was canceled. Like going outside, your boogers immediately freeze. Like it was so cold. <laughs> 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 no, like literally, like your your eye ducts, your tear ducts just freeze, and then oh, you yeah. try to cry, and then you can't. Um, so here's a question for you: Are frozen boogers easier to extract than the liquidy, mucusy ones? No. No, okay. <laughs> because they're frozen they, in there. They just stick to you. They just stick in your nose, and then they impede your breathing. It's yeah, terrible. So that's so but fun. today was even worse than that. How could it be worse? It was worse. Tell me. It was the most dangerous day I've experienced probably oh, as Chicago. Ice, 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 ice baby. Ice storm, yeah. Today was the great ice storm of 2019, and our trains were all canceled. So I woke up early and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go early to the train. Train was canceled. So I had to drive to another train station where the train was running. Hop on that train. Coming home, my schedule was all ruined because I was slipping and sliding all over trying to walk to the train station. Had to drive from the train station on my way home from the train station. We purposefully bought our house because it was a 10-minute walk from the train station. So we normally don't drive there. Right. On my way home from the train station, it took 40 minutes because there were two accidents, yeah. one of which was blocking a major intersection, and I was just sitting there like, damn, I want a beer right now. <laughs> and then another thing that we saw was we saw a woman just wipe out walking across the street. Oh, she no. Just flew over and just hit her head and it was so bad i hope she's okay oh no we're like we're i'm literally in front of her i'm like well i can't go forward there's a bunch of cars behind me like i can't even move um so that that held us up a little bit too but i i really hope everybody's okay like everyone in those accidents and that woman too it was such a bad day like people i would take negative 20 over this yeah, that ice storm, that's that's brutal. People are just, you know, that's trouble with the driving and the train train station closed. It takes a lot of trouble to oh, close yeah. the train station. For the train to not work? I'm glad that I saw a lot of people on Instagram doing their runs and workouts indoors. I yeah. don't think I saw anybody doing outdoor runs today because you can't. It's like you're ice skating. Oh, by the way, on that note, props to Danny for leading the indoor NP Chicago workout. Yes. Right? Oh, she deserves so many kudos. Yeah. So on the polar vortex day where it was literally negative twenty. Yeah. November Project always goes out and does their workouts, and Danny stood up and was like, "No, it's not safe for people to be out here in negative 20. 
People yeah. probably don't want to be out here in negative 20. So as a leader, she really took initiative and did an indoor workout. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. And I sent her texts because, you know, it, it is fun to be like, oh, I've made every Wednesday for the last five years or whatever and tradition and weatherproof. But, you know, there comes a time where it's like safety first, right? Oh, yeah. And the joke is like safety third. No, that no. this was really not safe to, yeah. for many people to be out. I'm telling you, your boogers froze. So think of what's going to freeze after 10 minutes. So, yeah, exactly. So here's a question for you. Um, before we actually, before we get to the question, uh, so K-Selk, you are, you identify as female, correct? I do. So you've never had popsicle penis. I do not have a penis and I have not had popsicle penis. Would you like to tell me about this? It's bad news, man. When you're running, the runners, guys, our male listeners will understand this because that wind is hitting you in the front and uh, it is ex pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's popsicle penis. Wait, so your penis turns into a, it like freezes? It, it's, yes. You can't feel anything because it's that cold out. Oh God. So it's bad news. So anyhow, okay. just a side story, but back to your point. So when you take the train home, are you out of uh, Union Station or the Northwest Station? So normally I'm out of Millennium Station on the electric line. Oh, nice. Best line ever. Nice. I to go into LaSalle Street Station today because I had to go on the different train line. But that wasn't the problem. The tra That train ran fine, and that wasn't the problem. It was, like, literally on my drive home, that should have been 15 minutes. It took 40 minutes because of all the different issues that were going on. Oh, okay. What about walking home? Was that an option? Um, <laughs> I think it was, like, four miles. I mean, technically. But then there was a woman that fell when she was walking, so I'm glad I didn't walk. <laughs> That's fair enough. Oh, that's amazing. So, um, well, very cool. Well, it sounds like you had a tough, tough week. T tough day. I'm, uh, I'm drinking a beer today. So I'm drinking a new Glarus wild sour ale to, uh, unwind after that. Who's your what coyote? Do you have a, do you have a coyote? Do you have a Wisconsin coyote who's smuggling down the, uh, the contraband? I do. Her name is Emily Thompson because I've been saving this beer from when she brought it over on Memorial Day. Oh. Et We're, is it is it allowed? Can we? Well, it's too late. We already mentioned on the Fitcast. She hopefully she won't get in trouble. But you can bring it down. You just can't sell. <laughs> Fair I enough. I think I think that's the rule. <laughs> Fair enough. But anyways, so how was your day out in seventy degrees? Did you go suntanning? Uh, no, I swam this morning, but I had uh, I had an event in the last week. Oh, an event. What was your event? It would otherwise be, I would call it an embarrassing event, but the factors that create embarrassment were not present. Ah, so it, it was a non-embarrassing fun event. Yeah, so I was out for a run, I think it was exactly a week ago today. And, you know, I'm running, and I think a lot of our, our uh, listeners have probably experienced this, especially our ultra runners. Um, Butt shaping. I, I, well, so sort of i had to poop like i'm running and you're running i was like a mile or two in and i'm like all right i gotta poop right which you know that happens. happens so then i take like 10 or 15 seconds worth of just walking i'm like all right poop uh it's sort get of get back in there yeah so whatever right get back in there exactly and then i started running again and of course a minute later i'm like uh i gotta poop mm-hmm 
And uh, so you walk another 10, 15 seconds, you start running, but eventually that your luck runs out. Yep. The mole, the mole wants to come out of the grass. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am on the St. Edward's campus, which isn't too far from here. And I realized that I had about 15 or 20 seconds before I was pooping, regardless of what was going to, what I was going to do about it. So I, uh, I jumped in a bush. Mm. Right on campus there, and huh? uh, then as I was sort of squatting on the bush, I actually hurt my elbow because a truck pulled around the corner, and his, his headlights happened to flash right through the bush onto me. <laughs> yeah. So I panicked and uh, sort of jumped up, and I hit my elbow on a, uh, on a, a log. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Wait, did they see you? Yeah, so I saw he kind of drove around the bush, and then I saw his brake lights go on. Um, and sort of stop. I might have been, cause it was like at, you know, six o'clock in the morning, it's dark, nobody's around. Um, he kind of stopped, like there was some homeless man in the bush. So <laughs> he's, he's, much. he stopped, but I just ran away. Mid poop? Were you done? I finished sort of, and then I ran away. And was, you didn't wipe? Ooh. Well, That's so I was about a mile from Big Stacy, so... I ran to Big Stacy, and they have bathrooms at Big Stacy, so I was able to uh, finish up and, you know. All right. I did not go in the pool, for those of you who uh, who think I jumped in the pool all gross. No, I just used the bathroom and then uh, continued on my run, and then I felt great. All right, good. You know, sometimes that's all it takes. Just <laughs> clear out the intestines. <laughs> that's it. So I, I cleaned out and uh, finished my run, and then everything else after that was great. But I have been swimming up a storm these last few days. Oh my gosh, how wonderful. I wish I could swim. Everything's frozen. Yeah, I just had Barton Springs this morning at uh, 6 a.m., 5.30, somewhere at 5.36. Um, there was one other person in the pool. From what I know, you know, it's dark, so I couldn't tell. Um, and then uh, a lot of Big Stacy. There's a heated pool only a mile, from my, mile and a half from my house, so it's really uh, tempting to go there. Plus, I've talked about this before. Our little swimming group at Big Stacy has been growing. How many now? I mean, it's between... We had four people on Monday with no notice whatsoever. So Fun. it's probably six, eight people. It's, it's starting to grow. Hey, that's great. Our new member, Maria, she's a super stud swimmer. She's right out of college, so she's not too far from her high school swimming days. So, Oh, man. Yeah. She, she's our She's our speed demon. We'll take her in here too, Maria. Maria, so. she maybe she can coach me when I'm down there. Oh I need yeah, to, I swim. So uh, no, I've been swimming a lot. So got a good uh, half hour in this morning, just me, one other guy, and a bunch of ducks. That's awesome. So what was the temperature this morning when you were out there? I mean, it's a heated pool, but still. No, this morning I was at Barton Springs. Oh, at Barton Springs. Okay. Oh yeah. So what was the temperature? Barton Springs is always seventy. It was probably it was probably about fifty this morning. It wasn't super cold. Oh, so the water was nice. Water was 70. The air was about 50-ish. So, um, but it's dark. You know how that goes down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that. Getting my getting my uh, workout time in. All right. Good which, for you. Which is important. It is important. You need to make that time for yourself. Yes, you got it. Yeah, and uh, I'm told... People who uh, spend a little more time on fitness live longer than others. Ah, oh, interesting. Like, do you have exact stats on that? Uh, I don't, but our guest here does today. So, oh. 
Yep. All right. Mark's going to tell us all about uh, what he knows about, uh, you know, general moving your body and fitness. So, uh, Mark Milligan, welcome to the FitCast. Well, hello. Hi. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me here. It's uh, really it's super exciting to be here to talk to you guys about about movement and about how important it is for, for life and, to, and for, for living. It's, uh, we are made to move, and um, there's lots of data to support how we do it and when we do it and how much we do of it. All right. I'm excited to hear about this because I enjoy movement. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we both do. So let's, uh, let's kind of, before we get into the topic, Mark, why don't you tell us a little about your background, what you do, how you know all this stuff, and uh, sort of your experience in, in, uh, in the industry. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so I'm a physical therapist by trade here in, in Austin, Texas. I went to the University of Colorado Medical School, uh, then went through a board certification in orthopedics and fellowship trained, and then did some training in population health um, and also prevention. Uh, but prior to my PT career, I was a personal trainer for over a decade, ACSM exercise specialist. So spent a lot of time uh, helping people move, um, and now I'm helping people get back to movement after injuring themselves. Um, and so that's uh, my, my specialty really is just in orthopedic conditions, so mm -hmm. knee pain, hip pain, foot pain, back pain, um, helping people get them moving together, moving again so they can get back to their life. Awesome. So we are going to have a lot of questions from our, our listeners. Ooh. They can email us or how, what's the best way to get a hold of you? The yeah. Instagram, email, how, how to get a hold of you? So my best is email. It's just mark at revolutionhumanpt.com revolutionhumanpt.com got it that's me and i'm definitely i'm here in texas but i can field questions uh from anyone in the country just to help them and guide them uh if i can't uh, give them the information they need i can connect them with uh who they can see i'm a i'm pretty familiar with pts all across the country and you travel around the world speaking don't you exactly so i i have a continuing education company um not only do i treat patients but i teach physical therapists, continuing education across the country. So I travel any given any given year I'm on the on a plane forty two to forty seven weekends that year. So Wow. Yeah, that's why I'm uh, headed to Chicago. So I'll be up there in the Windy City doing some continuing education. And I also speak at all the national conferences. So I've spoken at all the conferences that PTs host in the country. So um, try to try to educate people, uh, physical therapists and the public on, on the importance of uh, getting back to life. So, yeah. Well, we've already paid uh, Mark his fee for being on the FitCast here today, which is about a couple tacos and some chips and, and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you get. Okay. I've done a well, few. Take I've, it. I know. I've done a few podcasts, and that's by far the, uh, the best payment that I've gotten so far. <laughs> oh, so, that's... I, I appreciate that, but it's very unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Talk, I'll take, I'll do any podcast. No, I'll do anything for tacos. Really, it's, it's, that's the, that's a, an Austin tradition. Tacos and anything. Well, one other, uh, one other topic because we're going to get into a bunch of questions and play the games. But uh, you, other, uh, other podcasts. What, what, like, what podcasts? What have you talked, spoken about? Yeah. So I'm also, in, uh, so I've been on the health education and transformation podcast um, a few times. And mainly spoken there about uh, um, advocacy for our profession. So in Texas, in physical therapy, to go see a physical therapist in most states, you can just walk into a clinic and say, hey, I want to be treated by you. But unfortunately, here in the state of Texas, you actually have to have a referral from a provider 
like a dentist or a doctor of osteopathy or an MD or a dentist before you can see a physical therapist. Wow, that is incredible. I've never heard of that Wait, before. a dentist? How many people are referred by a dentist? <laughs> <laughs> There's quite, you know, the, your TMD, your, your, your jaw and uh, your mouth. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I'm like, how many people are like, hey, doc, I know I'm here for a cleaning, but my knee really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and technically, Kristen, you could do that. You could totally do that. Um, but also by a, a dentist and also a, a podiatrist as well. So... In the state of Texas, we're trying to um, we're trying to get access for people, the people of Texas, to have access for their patients, uh, for their providers. So um, I've done a couple of podcasts with them in order to provide advocacy and, and information to people about how it's against uh, it's they don't have the right to see that uh, a PT is their pro their provider for their musculoskeletal pain. I mean, you can go anywhere in Texas and get. Anybody to treat you except a PT without a referral. Wow, that that's limiting. That's I think the state yeah. of Texas, you know, it's it's kind of like you know, I everybody knows here I'm a lawyer, and you got that sort of like club thing where they have it. The medical profession probably has a little lobbying power, and they're like, you know what, we want people coming to us before they go to the PTs, so let's just do that. That's just my opinion. I'm not uh, putting that on our guests or anything, but that just seems like the way things work out in here in Texas. And uh, maybe the U.S. Con the, the Supreme Court will step in someday and be like, you can't do that. Well, we're one of two states, and actually, um, Illinois just got access uh, last year. So Yeah, I heard about that because I just thought you could go into, when I started PT, I just thought you could like just walk in, and you couldn't when I first did it, but I, we figured it out with mm -hmm. my doctor, so... Yeah, okay, so it's crazy that um, it was. It's been a limitation in Illinois uh, since the time they had PT, and now you guys can go to a PT. I mean, it's 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 such a huge transition, and Louisiana has it, uh, Oklahoma has it. Every state that touches okay. Texas. Yeah, if Oklahoma's doing it, you better be doing it. Right now. That's all I have, I have to say. Amen to that. Yes, we have a lot of border with Oklahoma here in Texas, and it's not a friendly border. Well, what if what? A, so, uh, Mark, that's not your only business. You've got like a bunch of stuff going on, right? You got the speaking, your PT. What else? Yeah, I I I'd like to involve myself um, in trying to help as many people as I can in a few different ways. One of the other things that I do is I have a telehealth platform for providers. So uh, virtual care in the world of, uh, realm of healthcare is coming up pretty quickly. Um, some statistics show that about 60 to 75% of all healthcare will be digital in the next 10 years, 10 to 15 years. And so I, uh, I founded a company called Anywhere Healthcare, which is a, a mobile platform for providers to provide healthcare to their patients. Um, and so I really, my vision for the company is to eliminate the physical barrier to access to care. Uh, and we focus on areas that are rural and don't have a lot of uh, providers. So in the state of Texas, again, I, I know I'm saying Texas a lot in this, but it's really a, a big reference. Um, there's 240 counties in the state of Texas and approximately 100 of those counties have three or few, uh, three or fewer physical therapists in those counties. What? And I, yeah, and actually about 47, I think the number was 42 or 44, have zero physical therapists in them at all. And the counties are big. They're spread out. Like, you could have to drive an hour to get to a PT. Massive. And that's also mental health providers. So uh, 37 uh, counties don't have any psychotherapists in them as well. So, what? Yes. 
That's so weird for me to hear. There's yeah. a direct need for care in the state of Texas. Um, and so the vision of the platform was to help providers give those patients the access. Um, so I'm having fun with that. Um, and then what else do I do? I think that's about all. I have a small private practice here in Austin where I see people, uh, concierge physical therapy, where I go to their house or meet them at the trail or meet them at the Capitol, wherever they want to be met, um, and provide them physical therapy. So I like just to involve myself in, in, in ways that help people move better and get them back to life and really uh, try to promote the profession of physical therapy. That's awesome. That's so impressive. And it seems like you're kind of wearing a lot of hats and balancing a lot of things. But it's all important, like kind of the lobbying aspect to get physical therapy recognized as a profession, kind of the education element where you go out and speak, and then, of course, the practice. So it kind of sounds like that's like the trifecta of having an effective, you know, influence. I'd like to think it is, but time will only tell. <laughs> time will only tell. And I also have an amazing wife and seven-year-old daughter, and um, who who I do everything for to begin with. So they uh, they support me in all my endeavors, and um, regardless of how long I'm gone or how far I go, they're always uh, there to support me. So that means the world to me. And you have a dog. And we have a 15-year-old Labrador Retriever named Luna. Luna. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. She's she's got a little bit of cancer in her left rear paw that we're working on, but um, she's still rocking and rolling as a 15 year old. And we have a lizard. I don't know. We have a bearded dragon. My daughter um, really wanted a bearded dragon uh, as her pet, and so um, yeah, we have a bearded dragon named Sun, which is an interesting. I've never owned a reptile in my life. Is Sun like Sun like S O N or S U N? S U N. S U N. Because he's uh, he's a reddish, orangish, golden colored lizard. Oh wait, wait, wait! I get it. Luna refers to the moon. Yes. And Sun refers to the sun. You know. Kesok, that's actually the first time anyone's ever mentioned that. Our, my podcast partner <laughs> is one of the brightest people. I, I the put planet. that together all by myself. No one had to help me. Kesok, I'm not kidding. That's actually legitimately true. Like, <laughs> our daughter named Sun because he was red and orange like the sun. Not that we, and I've never met Oh, really? Him. Oh, yeah. okay. Totally. Well, like, your daughter is just wise beyond her seven years. <laughs> I think she is as well, and so does she. So it's, it's a good match. Well, I okay, think, wait. So, question: The dog has the paw issue. That's sad. Are you giving any physical therapy to your dog, Luna? Yes, we do do some range of motion exercises. That's awesome. And we and we do a lot of just soft tissue work. Just it feels good for her to be that human contact and physical touch is an extremely powerful healing uh, healing force. And so, as much as we can lay our hands on her, the better. She really she loves it, and you know we. We, she came into our lives when she was eight weeks old, so um, this is an incredibly tough time for us as a family, just trying to help her and support her through it. So uh, yeah. she does. We do as much much love as we can for her every day. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. Thank you, Kaysalk. I appreciate that. I'm going to step in and just yeah. take the spotlight here and say I give Harley a puppy massage once once in a while. Good for you, Fonz. Give him a pat on the back. I will. And having met Harley, that's a lot of massage. He's a, <laughs> yeah. That's a 150-pound dog to massage. So 
He's got his work cut out for him. Luna's only about 65 now, so he doubles yeah, the well, massage. Well, I gave Bean a massage when I was there. Oh, Pinto nine Bean. Months ago. I took only like half a hand. <laughs> and I'm sure Bean loved every second of it. He's such a cutie. Yeah, good old good old Pinto Bean. So, um, <laughs> all right. So I, I already am writing down the title of this FitCast, and Bearded Dragon is 100% in there. Ooh, I like it. For I sure. like it. For sure. So, all right. Uh, moving on to the questions. Uh, Kesok, do you have anything? I got a couple other questions for him. Um, so I just have a couple frequently asked questions that our listeners um, are probably wondering. Right. You know, as a PT, you probably hear the same things over and over, and people probably ask you the same. First of all, is there any, like, one question that people always ask you all the time? They all, they, the most frequent question I get all is, has to do with back pain and how, and how to treat it. How do I help myself with my back pain? That's it. Like most people, I have guessed that. Yeah. 90% of people have back pain on this planet and everyone, and no one knows how to manage it. And, And so that's the most frequent question. It seems to me like that's a lack of attending November project workouts and working on that core strength, doing, doing, uh, planks and stuff like that. Is that how you do it, core strength? Well, that's how to prevent the back pain, right? Yeah, Certainly. there's some great evidence to support that exercise and movement prevents uh, back pain. And actually, to be honest, squats, deadlifts, and the heavier major muscle groups of movement can help uh, not only stave off, but also uh, help back pain when you have it. So um, it, it exercise is a super powerful treatment for, for back pain. And that's what I... And to be honest, most people want the answer of like, oh, you just need to take this or you need to rest or you need to sleep. They often really hate it when I say you got to move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, I agree. It's probably, you know, you got to lubricate lubricate those joints and you got to get your body, get your muscles moving. Yeah. And a big part of it is fear. A lot of people when they have back pain or they have some kind of injury um, underlying that that injury there can there can become a lot of fear about the movement that caused it or how long it's going to last or will it happen again the next time I do that movement and so building back the trust of their body in order to do those movements again is a very powerful part of it um, fear uh, fear is a very big predictor of, of back pain and actually in the workers comp industry the number one predictor of somebody who doesn't go back to work after they've injured their back at work is the fear of back pain wow yeah. wow not the severity of the injury, not if they have surgery or not. It's the, their fear avoidance beliefs that predict whether or not they go back to work. How about that? So do you think they're like subconsciously like taking it easy and like babying themselves in a way that's hindering their recovery then? It's like, oh, I'm so afraid. Like like the psychological is taking over. Okay, yeah. Salk, that's a beautiful way to put that. They, I think that happens in many people. And to be honest, from the medical society for a long time, if you hurt your back, what did they tell you to do? Rest. Yeah. Right. Take some meds and sleep it off. Go go get in bed for two or three days. And they've actually demonstrated that's the worst thing you can do for back pain is rest. Act, wow. Active recovery and graded exposure and finding an activity that doesn't aggravate it is extremely important for not only recovery time, but also that fear, the, the, the psychological status of, of being worried because you're actually doing something. You're convincing yourself you can move again. It's really very... It's a very interesting topic when people enter themselves and don't know how to come back from it fully. That's really interesting. So I know one of our biggest questions is going to be on plantar fasciitis because that's like a recurring theme 
of this podcast. But I do want to give a shout out to my own physical therapist, Colleen, who she's never afraid to like tell me to do a new move unless it, it, the movement directly hurts. That's the only time she will tell me not to do it. But as someone dealing with plantar fasciitis and getting back into running, she's like, don't be afraid of how sore it's going to be. It probably will be sore afterwards. Worry about if there's pain when you're doing the activity. Then you need to stop. And it's so true. Like I was letting the fear of it being sore, keeping me from maybe pushing myself as hard as I could. So I kind of used her as a professional to kind of like get over that hump and like, yeah, it's probably going to be sore because you're usually sore after you run. Right. And that's, that's, I mean, I shout outs to your PT as well. That's a beautiful way to frame that. I mean, you're going to be sore after you exercise. It's when you don't know that it's going to come back that you're worried, right? It's the fear of the unknown of it returning that causes you to not do the exercise. Is that how you felt? Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, well, every time I run, I get pain in my foot. So why should I even run? <laughs> well, I'm getting better. I'm healing. I'm changing my body. So it's not guaranteed that it's going to make it any worse. Right, right. And so I, I hats off to her um, for allowing and having that conversation with you and really educating you that you can trust your body to heal. You have to maybe change a few things or do a few exercises or strengthening or do some range of motion exercises. But overall, your body is resilient and can and can get back to all the activities you want to do without any issue. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. But plantar fasciitis is a, it can be a fickle beast. Yeah, oh yeah, we've, we've had True. it, we've People talked about it quite a bit. bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I've actually spoken a couple of times here in Austin for the Austin Trail Runners Association on plantar fasciitis and kind of how to manage it. It's, it's more like plantar heel pain because anybody who has plantar fasciitis, they kind of point anywhere to the bottom of the heel of their foot. Yeah, you feel yeah. in the heel. It's kind of garbage. It's a garbage can term because there's a lot of stuff that's happening down there. Foots are complicated places. Extremely dynamic. Lots of muscles that are inside the foot. And then there's also muscles that come from the top of the bottom of the leg and cross the ankle that can also refer pain. So some of the common things, some of the common oh, solutions for plantar fasciitis is one, just getting into the activity slowly, right? If you're going to do something start slowly and work your way into it build up a tolerance yeah that's how i that's how i ran into it because i tried to change my gait mm. much more quickly than i should have tried to and then and here's the problem with plantar fasciitis is that because your heel hurts when i was running a race or running i would favor not running on that heel which means i was landing even farther up on my foot which yes, means i was putting exactly in more yes that's what i do and it makes it worse <laughs> it makes it worse like that afternoon i'm like yeah, I can't even walk. <laughs> yeah, that's... that's so funny. No, my PT, Colleen, will always be like, walk on your heels, walk on your heels. She'll like yell at me when she sees that I'm walking on my toes. But it's because I'm trying to protect it because I'm afraid. So, right. wow, this is like so eye-opening. Yeah, it's a, it's an amazing thing. It's a, Yeah, I'm, I actually went, I started running. I had a I'm, a, I'm a former cyclist by trade. So I used to race and ride mountain bikes and cycle and cycle all across Colorado. And um and then life happened, right? I went to school. I, I moved across the country. I got married, had a child. My dad died, like all of the stuff. So I put on a lot of weight. And um, I was bound and determined to come back from this weight gain. And I started doing a jog walk, right? And so I was feeling pretty good. And then I started running as much as I could. And then, I mean, this was over the course of two and a half weeks. And then at two weeks in, my calf said, or my heel said, screw you, I'm done. 
like I had the most excruciating heel pain and, and plantar fascial pain. Um, and that's the first time I've ever, ever experienced it. And it was miserable. Mm-hmm. Every time you sit at a desk and you stand up, you have to take like 17 steps like you're, you've been, <laughs> sh you've been shot in the leg and then you're trying to work it out. And I, I truly went through the entire process of about four months of trying to, as a PT, trying to help myself and trying to figure out what was going on. Um, and so there's lots of, in my discovery and also in the research, there can be actual plantar fasciitis where that the plantar fascia of the bottom of the foot gets irritated, but there's also muscles in your calf that when they're overused can make, can refer pain down into your arch. Oh yeah. That's, that's what I'm dealing with right now. Like calf stretches have been a game changer for me. Yeah. yeah. And so there's also ankle mobility. If your ankle doesn't move really well, then your muscles can't work very well. So ankle mobility can be an issue. That's how I ended up with my plantar fasciitis as well. Right. Because like I, my ankles, I, all through high school, my ankles were trashed and they just never got better. All that was stretched out and it just didn't have it. Yeah, yeah. So your ankle's not moving, causes different demands in different parts of your body. Um, it also could just be, there's a, uh, on the bottom of your heel, there's something called a fat pad. <laughs> and that fat pad is literally just a, a, a kind of a solid piece of fat that helps with cushioning. And all those nerves have to get used to being pounded every single day. Yeah. And, and sometimes they don't like it. And so it talks back. So that fat pad can, it can yell. Will eating extra, ta will eating extra tacos Hurt or help? Because you have extra weight to push. Extra but fat. Yeah, you, you grow your fat pad through tacos. Okay, perfect. Yeah, good. Yeah. All right, back to Torchies yeah. after the FitCast. He's, he's a professional and he said it on our FitCast, so it must be true. I think we're going to run the Torchies afterwards. And, see what <laughs> and then finally, there's a lot of nerves that come out of your back that go all the way down your leg and cross your foot and ankle. And nerves need really, they need three different things, movement, blood flow, and space. And sometimes nerves can talk to you and talk to you through the tissue they surround. And they can present like tissue pain, but actually just be irritated nerves that can be treated out as well. So not only is the foot can be symptomatic, but also a lot of other tissues that surround the foot and ankle and go down into the foot can cause those symptoms. So um, plantar fasciitis is one of the most challenging diagnoses to work with because there's a lot of things the variables but it's the number one cause of foot pain in the entire country yeah so you're not alone you two we've all all three of us have had plantar fasciitis yeah. at the same time and most of our listeners in fact listeners yes. we've asked you this before if you have a plantar fascia issue or anything else you want to email mark you can email him or us at kselfonsfitcast at gmail.com so uh send your questions we can uh, forward them to mark or uh Mark, what was your email again? Yeah, my name, my email is mark at revolutionhumanpt.com. And I can definitely field questions. And if I can't get you uh, to someone or I can't answer your question, I can get you in front of a PT in your state pretty easily. So um, happy to be a service and be a resource. Perfect. We have listeners in Iceland. Do you know anybody in Iceland right now? I, I, I'm two degrees separation from Iceland. <laughs> two degrees of separation. <laughs> Well, so this movement and working out and try, also not only, you know, physically, muscles, tendons, all bones, all that stuff, uh, but there's a cardio cardiovascular uh, benefit to moving as well, right? Yes. So, so let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, the, the research you've seen. Right. So to be honest, movement is the most miraculous drug on the planet. So we'll start there. So. All right. 
I mean, the data supports that movement really can do more than anything else on the planet. Any other drug. So there's nothing else that Even can... bourbon? Even bourbon? <laughs> I don't know. We'd have to do a, a, a battle royale, bourbon versus movement. <laughs> I would be part of that research study, just saying. Let's do it. When you get down to Austin, let's do, let's do a Saturday we'll do a, research. We'll do a bourbon and beer. We'll just move from bourbon to beer... Yeah. yeah, randomized randomized control trial. Except I I uh, really beg you to put me in the bourbon category. Yeah, all of us will be in the bourbon category. <laughs> no, I'll be in the beer category oh, and yeah. movement. So I'll uh, all right. I'll hop on a bike and go from brewery to brewery, and you guys can. Uh, we'll go distillery distillery. There you go. There fair we enough. go. And then we'll meet at Barton Springs. There you go. Sounds fair like enough. a great day, actually. <laughs> But yeah, let's talk about yes. movement and uh, yes. cardiovascular health. Yeah, so not only cardiovascular health, but just health in general. So right now, there's a, there's five things that kill people in the United States more than anything else. Right? The top five killers. What are you, what are your guesses? Case Diabetes. Off. Yeah, that's one. Being what? stupid. <laughs> Which is that's a different that's a different podcast. Okay. <laughs> Too stupid to die, right? <laughs> So, what are the top five killers in in our society? You guys have a guess. Diabetes is one. Diabetes, heart, heart. Yep. Uh, cancer. Cancer. Getting hit by a bus. A lot of accidents on there. Come on. Top five. The accidents. I said being stupid. I think is it accidents? No, no, no. no. Let's. No. So it's let's say diabetes. It's heart disease. Heart disease. Cancer. Cancer. cancer cognitive issues. Oh yeah. Right? Your brain shuts. And then respiratory disease. Oh, respiratory disease. Right? Okay. So those top five killers in our country actually have tremendous, I mean level five, tremendous evidence to support that exercise can modify the progression, stop the progression, or reverse the progression of those diseases. Wow. Okay, I get it for the heart one and the respiratory ones, but cancer? Yes. Yes, there's data to support that physical activity can decrease your risk of cancer. And actually, physical activity, I mean, and the data supports 21 minutes of physical activity per day can decrease your increased risk of all-cause mortality by 50%. Wait, how many minutes? 21 minutes. 21. 21 so it's minutes. not like, okay, I need to make time for an hour workout. Exactly. It's 20, like 21, but like doing a 21-minute boot camp. Hey, well, Not even that. It. Like, I take Frankie out for a walk. Right. And it doesn't have to be... So that's 21 minutes of just intentional movement. You can do less of in, of intense, intense movement and get the same benefits. Oh. What? Yes. Oh, my God. So, and so it's like I spent two hours on my trainer for nothing. I could have stopped. <laughs> well, I don't know about <laughs> that. 39 minutes early. <laughs> it depends on your goals, Kaysock. If you're going to ride a, if you're going to ride 100 miles, you need a, a little bit more than 21 <laughs> minutes on there. Okay, okay. Or qualify for national triathlon championships. What? Are you doing that? Um, well... I, I, I don't know if I'm doing it this year. That's actually a good question. I'll have to think about that if I'm you, actually going to do that. But you've qualified in the past. I qual well, I qualified this year, but I didn't sign up yet, so we'll have oh, to see. Okay, that's awesome. Congrats I don't know. I'm getting married. You know, big things are happening. We'll see if I have time. Also, you've been li limited by Lyme disease. Yes, I've been oh, limited. Wow. Yeah, I've been sick for a while. I'm feeling better, but still recovering. So, yeah. That's an intense process. We'll see. 
Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm, I'm happy for your marriage, but I'm really sorry to hear about the Lyme disease. <laughs> yeah, but I hear exercise can, can help that too, right? Right? <laughs> you know, I need to look at the data, but I can, sure, let's say yes for now, and, and I'll retract my statement if it's proven. There's an immune, it's an immune system right. thing, so yeah. I'm sure it'll it would help. It totally there is an immune system response, and so yeah. Back to your original question, with cancer and cognitive decline, um, there's great research to support that 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 exercise can actually prevent um, certain types of cancers, and you're less likely to have those cancers if you exercise regularly. There you go. Not just ones like related to your heart and lungs, right. like wow. Right, and so there's um, it's it's really shocking. It, and I'm trying to get the, uh, this out there that the fact that exercise is so simple and it's also, it's, it's cumulative. So you can do 10 minutes twice a day and still get your 21 minutes. It, does, it doesn't even have to be 21 minutes of solid movement. It can be wow. parking at the edge of the, of the Walmart parking lot or the mall parking lot or walking to the train like you do every day. That, those, are all, those all count as, as movement towards, towards better health. That's really great. And so like coming from an active background, I kind of feel like, okay, that's kind of nothing. Like considering I do an hour workout in the morning, but for somebody that really doesn't exercise, just knowing that I think is really powerful to think like, oh, wow, just one tiny decision can make a huge difference in my life. Right. And I think the most important thing to think about there is it's that tiny decision on a daily basis. Yeah. And I, mm -hmm. that, that's the powerful part. And it really is. I mean, I'm a, I, I've been through the cycle. I was an obese kid. I started racing bikes. I've done triathlons. I've done a lot of them. Um, I've never qualified for nationals though, which is, that's going to be my new goal. I want to do that. All right. Well, you'll uh, see case out there. We're at nationals gonna, this gonna, year. I'm going to be Clydesdale catalog. I'm <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a Clydesdale. We, we talked about this. I, uh, yeah. I I raced my first Clydesdale race last year. It's a it's a beautiful category. It's everybody's like giving hugs at the end. They're like, what's up, man? Let's run together. Everybody else is like in it for real. For those of the listeners who don't know what the Clydesdale is, that means you haven't been listening to our previous podcast, but... Um, and it changes, and the women's is Athena, right, Kaselk? Athena's? Yep, Athena's. It'll be a long time before you're in Athena, if ever, but, uh, yeah, 185, I think, is a cutoff for someone, other it's 200 pounds. Uh, you've raced, uh, Mark, you've raced Clydesdale before, or oh, no? Oh, yeah, so I actually, my, my, one of my claims to fame is I was the Colorado National, Colorado State Triathlon Champion at the Colorado State Games in the triathlon. As a Clydesdale. In the Clydesdale yeah. Triathlons, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I used to, I, I used to race a little bit. <laughs> had I, I, I actually, I actually would have won an Xterra had I registered in the Clydesdale category, but I didn't see that it was open, so I didn't, I didn't win the category, so, um. But yeah, so I uh, that's my claim to triathlon fame is winning the Colorado State Games one year. As a Clydesdale. As a Clydesdale. With a, you got to get that asterisk. The on. asterisk sign. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even come in the top three in our Clydesdale one. I did here the rookie try here. I didn't even come in the top three. <laughs> Although the winner finished in like, oh, it was a sprint, so it's hard to tell the time. But it was he probably finished in like fifty six minutes. He was running seven minute miles and he was two hundred and thirty pounds and six foot six. It was just one of those guys. Oh my god! That doesn't even sound fair. No, it was, it was yeah, I mean, not, not fair. fair. That's not a. He's not. A, he's a super Clyde. Yeah, he was. That was just one of those. Okay, this was the rookie triathlon. No offense, but I don't think he was a rookie. Something. Well, tough. 
So the rookie try, like you had rookie and non-rookie divisions, but in the Clydesdale division, they mixed rookies and non-rookies. So well, that's why. <laughs> that's false advertising. Well, except that I wouldn't have been eligible for the rookie one either because I've done no, you wouldn't, yeah, fifteen triathlons, so or whatever. So amazing. So you said you do uh, triathlons. Is that? Uh, are you continuing to do those? Do you have other races you run? So I have not done a triathlon in probably about six or seven years. Okay. Um, but it's something that's on my goal. It's I'm getting back into it. So I started running about uh, five weeks ago. Again, I, I'm, I'm cycle. I cycle by uh, by nature. So uh, I like to refer to myself as a diesel. I'm a I, I'm an engine that can just keep going. I don't go very fast, and I but I can go for uh, for a long time on a bike. And so I'm, I'm I'm getting back into the mindset of wanting to do a couple of races in 2019, late 2019 or early 2020. You know? All right. Um, so that's one of my goals is to get back into triathlon. I love Xterra. I'm a fan of mountain biking. So the Xterra race setup, the lake swim with the mountain bike and the trail run, um, I'm, I'm a fan of that. That's the triathlon that I awesome. need to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, as a bigger guy, like the, I just, I actually moved to Colorado Springs with the goal of being on the triathlon team for the Olympics. Um, but when I got there and realized everybody's running five and a half minute miles, <laughs> I, just, God, yeah. I just said, peace out. Like, I'll just go ride bikes. <laughs> These guys are all like super tall with long hamstrings. and I, uh... I can't touch my own toes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you're, but you're probably pushing 300 plus watts on the bike, so. Yeah, 300 watts. Because I, I have that much ass to haul. I got to push that much. <laughs> if I only weighed 160 pounds, I wouldn't push that many watts. So, Mark, I have a question for you now, yeah. that, I, now that we're talking about triathlons. And uh, this may annoy my uh, FitCast partner when I ask you this question because it's come up before. We've had experts on to answer this question. Both oh, before. I know what's coming. <laughs> Our listeners are now tuning out, but they will uh, get the question. Uh, do your goggles fog up when you swim? <laughs> um, I'm shaking my head right now. <laughs> so... And how do you take care of that problem? Because the answer is yes, of course they clog up. Yes. So I, I use the good old traditional saliva method. Saliva. So uh, Saliva? Is that a hydrosulfactant? Hydrophilic sulfactant. Hydrophilic sulfactant. <laughs> See, I still don't even know. <laughs> yes, it's the hydrophilic sulfactant method. Yes. So uh, Mark uses the hydrophilic sulfactant method. We had a chemist on here. I was about to say I'm getting I'm getting thrown under the bus right now. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had a we had a doctor of optics on here to talk about how light works its way through the goggles, and then we had a chemist on here to talk about a chemical engineer to talk about uh, hydrophilic sulfactant. So that's awesome. So that's what I do. You spit the good old hydrophilic sulfactant method. Perfect. That's Fair they enough. sell. They sell. Don't, don't they? They sell drops that you can put in there now, and or some type of wax or lubricant you can put. They, in there. they do, but guess how much spit costs? <laughs> it's free. It is free. It just costs the is. hydration station. That's all. Just, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, you just stick your tongue in there, and you're good to go. I use a different one actually, oh. so our listeners may have heard this, Mark. But I'll tell you, I use the windshield wiper method. Which is when I get in, I put just a tiny bit of water in my goggles so that, yeah, exactly. He's shaking his head for those of you who can't see on the, the audio podcast. Um, <laughs> which is, <not> <laughs> <which> is everyone. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I just, when I, when I breathe, it, it start, after, you know, five, ten minutes, it starts to fog up. I just put my head down, do a little shaky shaky, and uh, the, uh, the little droplets uh, just wipe away. 
That is brilliant. I've never thought about doing that. Yep, that's uh, just learned through experience. So I was working well this morning at the uh, Barton Springs, which was completely black this morning, completely dark, no lights. I uh, swam in the dark, and uh, the uh, windshield wiper method worked well. You need right. you need headlights on your goggles. Headlights, headlights would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, wait, why does it matter if your goggles fog up when you can't see anyway? <laughs> Good, Good question. There is a tiny bit of seeing I can do. There are lights off in the distance that are helpful. So uh, he has to watch out for the alligators in Barton Springs. Yeah, <laughs> the Springs Gators. You mean the, you mean the fake ducks? <laughs> yes, the fake ducks. I almost did run into one of the fake ducks today, but there were a lot of real ducks. You know, I just had an idea. Has anybody tried to use Rainex on the inside of their goggles? So that was actually brought up. You didn't come up with this idea brand new. This was brought up. Uh, the optics guy said it wouldn't be a good idea to put any chemicals in your goggles because if they get in your eyes, you're just screwed. Gotcha. Then you're really going to have foggy vision like when you don't have goggles on. <laughs> yeah, forever. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Wow, amazing. So uh, I think this interview has been incredible. Kesav, do you have anything else uh, you want to ask? No, I feel like I'm going to hire him as my personal PT now, though. But it sounds like he's going to be more my psychologist and be like, just run, damn it. You're not going to get hurt. I am here for you for that all day long. Okay. You have my email. Let me know when I can support you in running. Mark, did we miss anything? Anything else you want to add to our uh, interview now? Is there anything you missed or that uh, we, we rudely interrupted you that you wanted to say? No, I just want to thank you both for having me on in order to spread the, the vision of just movement and how much and how important it is to, to, to live and to continue living on this planet. You know, I, I'm a big fan of, uh, of being present for our loved ones and our family and for other people. And the more we can move, the longer we can stay here to do that. So I appreciate you guys very I, much. I hope that this uh, episode of the K-Salk and Fons Fitness Fitcast saves a hundred life hours from our listeners and people they talk about. So Agreed. Well, one hour plus whatever it ends up to be in, uh, we can save a hundred life hours. Maybe someone lives an extra day and they can see their grandkid or whatever. But uh, And it only takes 21 minutes a day. 21 exactly. minutes a day. of, uh, And it's going to improve your life the rest of your life, whether or not it, you live longer. Each day will be better. Right, right. If you want to have an interesting topic of conversation, look up compressed morbidity. And that can be a really fun conversation. Uh, you can Ooh, have, I don't know. Morbidity. Sounds morbid. <laughs> it is. It is. It sounds morbid. It's a dead-end conversation. <laughs> but the idea is that you just live hard and you drop dead, right? That the end of life can be either abrupt or it can be three to five or a long trend downward. Yeah. And working in home health and working with people that have... Um, in stage diseases that could have been prevented, the the latter is is not a very fun trend. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. But I really appreciate you too, and everything you're doing, and sharing the word, and spreading the word of movement, and helping people defog their glasses across the globe. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, Case Hulk, are you crying over there? Because uh, I got a little tear in my eye. There's just onions. I'm not crying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, we appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Well, Mark, thank you for being on the Fitcast and uh, tolerating our interview and the uh, <laughs> the ridiculousness that comes with it. Uh, you are mandatory. You have to stick around for our game, and then optional for the uh, for the other parts of the uh, our segments. But uh, Case Hulk, what's next? 
All right. Well, next we have our game, mm -mm. which I'm excited about this game. All but right. I will warn you, Fonz, I'm putting you at a big disadvantage. What? That's bullshit. Yeah. Well, because you always make it really hard for me to win your game. So. Well, okay, fine. Whatever. Let's hear it. <laughs> so basically, I've set you up for a lot of success, Mark. Don't blow it, okay? I'm going to blow so it. I'm so worried right now that I'm going to blow it. Okay. So this is a it's a numbers game, right. and what it is is you're going to guess how many calories are burned in each of these activities by a person that weighs approximately 155 pounds. All right. If they do the activity for 21 minutes. Is oh, masturbating one of them? <laughs> um, let me look at my list. Um. And that's, that's, that's only about seven calories. Mowing so the it. lawn. No. <laughs> sleeping. Okay, no. So. Auto repair. Roofing. Uh, firefighting is on the list. But All not right. Now. So how, how, what's the format of the game? Are you going to ask questions? Okay. Do we do an over-under deal? Or how do you do this? So, yeah, basically. So, the, so it's how many calories are burned by a 155 pound? 55-pound person doing 21 minutes of the activity. 21 Fons, minutes. You, so Fonz guesses the number, and then Mark guesses if it's under or over, because let's face it, you're not going to guess it right on the dot. Nice. Well, do I get double points if I get it right on the dot? Sure. Then you get double points if you get it right on the dot. All right. How many points per question? Like a million? <laughs> um, it, it's, it'll be variable depending on okay. who I want to win. <laughs> you do. Yeah, that's true. I do that. <laughs> uh, it's one point per question, except you will get double points if you hit it right on the dot. Perfect. Got it. Okay. And all of these appear to be whole numbers. So, so um, I guess we'll start out with, I guess, kind of an easy one. So this is, hold on, for the listeners, this is 21 minutes of the activity you're about to say. Yeah. All right. So is walking is walking Frankie one of them? So walking is going to be the first one. So how many calories are burned walking? So that's we're going to say a 15-minute mile for 21 minutes. That's a fast walk. Frankie is pretty fast, though, I guess. All right, walking. He's, he's pull out. Can uh, our guest just pull out a calculator here? <laughs> you know what? The guest can pull out a calculator. All right, fair enough. I'll say 131 and a half. Calories. All right. Do you think it's over or under that? Because you did not get it right on the dot. Because I know it's it right. I did, well, which is amazing because it's an exact number, and I did add a half at the end. So <laughs> I would not get oh, it. yeah, that's true. <laughs> but 131. Walking 15 minutes. So I'm supposed to say over and under? Yeah, over or under. Yeah. No, I think he's under. So you think, wait, you think he's under? You think the number is actually higher? For, for walking... 150, 150 pound person. 155. 155. I don't know why it's 155. Just go with it. That's just an average. That's an average weight of a male. I I know that when I walk and I'm 200, I'm doing the math in my brain, and so at that weight, it's gonna be yeah. So he's over. You just said I was under. I know. I just did the math again <laughs> in my you just brain. Just change it. All right. Yeah. Okay, so. I'll Okay, wait. So he's over. So it's under the actual answer. So I'm so confused. Just tell us the number. We'll figure it out. 117 calories. Ah! Man. 
Yep, that was right. All uh, right. You were only okay. off by 15, ca- plus or minus 15 yeah. calories. Well, That's- because I weigh a little more than 155 right. pounds, so I know if I walk for 15 minutes and drink a beer, I get to walk another 15 minutes and drink another <laughs> beer. <laughs> That's fair. Beers in, beers out. And then I go to the taco That's bar and get another one and then grab a beer and walk home. All right. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, okay. so uh, Mark's up one. Okay, Mark's up one. Right. So we'll do another one that you guys are probably familiar with. This is going to be 21 minutes of vigorous bicycling. Vigorous bicycling. So do we do we go back? Does he get to say it and then I go over under? Do we do or do I just? Nope. It's always it's, you. It's all you. That's aggressive. Vigorous cycling twenty one minutes. Yeah. I'm gonna double it and go two. What was my last guess? Two. One thirty. One thirty one point five. Two sixty three. Two sixty three. All right. Over under on two sixty three. That's so close because, I mean, on average, somebody like that could burn around 1,000 calories in 60 minutes. Man. So, Woo! We're close. Yeah. So I would put it closer to like 300 to 325, so somewhere in there. So I'm going to say he's under. What'd you say? You Jessica? guys are really, you guys are good at this game. Thanks. So it's 274. Oh, no! <laughs> close so i'm like oh. impressed by this oh we're not i would not her. have got i would not have guessed it would have burned that many calories but you can just take a thousand calories in an hour yeah mm-hmm. wow damn it okay that was, that was awesome oh, no. all right i'm still down two nothing even though i should probably get a point for being super close but that's <laughs> I, okay. I yeah and i wish the rules said that but unfortunately <laughs> they don't so. oh well <laughs> okay well 21 minutes of scuba diving. How, well, how, what's the temperature of the water? Um, is this Spartan Springs? This is scuba diving or skin diving. So I'm guessing it's warm. Okay, so we're gonna, I'm going to set the temperature at 78 degrees. So at 78 degrees, 20 minutes, how, how deep are we? Um, 40 feet. 40 feet. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I'm going even centennial, 100, 100 calories. 100 calories, 21 minutes of scuba diving. All right. What do you think? I think he's, Over or under? He's got to be under. It's 182. Oh, man. I missed by a lot on that one. Yeah. And I guess the lack of oxygen, you know, your body's really working. So. What do you mean lack of oxygen? We don't have a scuba tank on us. There's plenty of oxygen in the tank. You know, like you're Bath just. Bathwater. Uh, I don't know. I just made it up to sound cool. So. You're still swimming. All right. Yeah, that's true. And you're swimming with a giant tank on you, so. Yeah, but scuba diving is basically just floating around looking at fish with an underwater camera. This well, maybe it's a vigorous scuba diving. <laughs> Bigger. Hold on. Hold on. Here I have a, I have a comment here. If you are vigorously scuba diving, you're doing scuba diving wrong. You're doing it wrong. You should have done something else for your honeymoon. <laughs> Maybe there's a shark in the water and you're trying to get away. Barracuda. Good luck with okay. that. All right, fine. We'll do a real sport. Vigorous like, scuba diving. Like wheelchair basketball. Wheelchair. Twenty minutes of wheelchair basketball. How many calories does that burn? 
Ah, wheelchair basketball. All right. How high are the how high are the rims? It's you know typical wheelchair basketball. Eight foot rims. Okay, eight foot rims. Uh, wheelchair basketball. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I gotta go with the prime number one seventy three. All right. I think, you think it's over or under, Mark? I think he's under on this one. He's under, so you think it's higher? Yeah. All right. Well, Fonz, you get a point. Yay! And you were very close. It was 169. Whoa. Four calories. That's yeah. That's oh, why, that's that's why, you found your, your calling. You could start betting on wheelchair basketball calories. I could. <laughs> well, I, that's why I asked the height, because if it's like a, a seven and a half foot rim, then it's going to be a little lower. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so... All right. Cool. We should have asked if it was five on five versus three on three. <laughs> That's true. That was it's a little open, open court. Right. Is it half court, full court? <laughs> Much more relevant than the height of the hoop, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe, Fonz, maybe you'll get this one, too, because this is something that you are pretty familiar with. All right. Do not ask me the water temperature, because you know the water temperature of Barton Springs. 70 degrees. This one is vigorously swimming laps. 21 minutes. This would be good to know because that's exactly three quarters of a mile for me. Um, and I will say uh, vigorously swimming 21 minutes. For a 155-pound human. Yeah, I'm bigger than that. Uh, <laughs> Clydesdale, as we discussed. Oh, yeah. So I'll go with straight 300. All right. Mark, over under. He's making this really tough because in my brain I'm calculating how much that would be and he's really close to what I had estimated. But I'm going to put him at under on that one. All right. So it is actually 260. <sighs> 260. All right. We're both over. So nobody gets a point. You guys are getting this really <laughs> close. So I'm just impressed. Well, if we both go over, neither of us get a point, right? <laughs> I didn't go over. I, went, I said 300. You said yeah, over. Yeah, that's right. true. You shouldn't. I know. Shouldn't. This is not Price is Right style. <laughs> No, that's. I thought that would be more calories because swimming a mile. Well, because it, they're not thinking it's seventy degrees at Barton Springs. It's yeah. probably seventy-six degrees that so they're talking about. So that that saves a few calories. But vigorous swimming for twenty-one minutes to only burn two hundred and sixty calories doesn't seem in my brain. Okay, uh, you got me. I know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what your source is. One hundred and fifty-pound man. Yeah, <laughs> it's been. We like seventh grade. Swimmer. I was 150 pounds <laughs> 30 years ago. Maybe he's an efficient swimmer. He doesn't have to do this all the way <laughs> down the pool. Yeah, that's true. There's <laughs> a lot of you splashing. Know, may, I will give you the website I got all these calculations <laughs> from, and you can you can pick a bone with them. <laughs> the messenger. Okay, all now, right. Mark, I don't think this is kind of what you're going for with your 21 minutes thing. Um, but 21 minutes of sleeping, how many calories does that burn? 80. Okay, that was a very definitive answer. I know, but it was high, but that's okay. Yeah, I would say that was high, because your resting metabolic rate, I mean, any given, yeah, you break that down over 2,100 calories. Wait, let me ask you a question. What movie did I watch before I went to bed? Oh, watching TV, watching a movie is another one, so we'll get Ooh, to that okay. one next. All right. Yeah, I would say he's high for 80 calories yeah, in 21 minutes. We'll give yeah. him that one. Yeah, that one is high. So it's really only 16 calories that you burn. 16? Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. Do you think watching TV burns more or less calories? Ooh. Uh, is this a question for me? Or yeah. 
I'll say fewer than 16. No, more, more, more than 16. <laughs> it does burn more. Yeah. All right, I'll take a point. You burn 20 calories. I took a point. <laughs> All right, fine, we'll give it to you. I'm down four to three. All right, well, let's do two more. All right. Uh, I'm going to find some good ones on here because there's some good ones. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Welding. 21 minutes of welding. Welding. Metal. Yeah. Metal Something welding. I've never done. What's the temperature of the air? Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know. Is it argon or is it, alum is it aluminum yeah. welding? Or it, yeah. Titanium? What's the altitude? Steel welding. Steel and, welding. At 75, on a 75 degree day. 75 no, 75 on a 65 degree day. Ooh, 65 okay. degrees, standard steel. temperature pressure at... Uh, steel welding. Steel welding. I will say it's work. I know because there's a lot of... Uh, weight to that welding machine thing ideally but you have a helmet on so that's awesome yeah it's true but i don't know if that helps or hurts the all right i'm gonna go with uh similar to walking 117 calories for 21 minutes of welding all right i say he's low it's actually 78 oh my bam we have a welding tie is welding is hard all right we well, have a time. This is it. Last how, question. How this is it. This is it. And you know what? If you don't know this one, you haven't even lived. All right. 21 minutes of horse grooming. <laughs> horse grooming. All right. <laughs> Are these Clydesdales? Are these really tall horses? Oh, clearly they're Clydesdales. I mean, come on. Because how tall can you be? If you're 155 pounds... How far can you reach? Yeah, you gotta be. You're not gonna be six six. Is so. it a four hand horse or a five hand horse? Yeah, how how, how tall? It's a Clydesdale. Matters because you're only doing it for twenty one minutes. Well, that's only like the bottom half you of the horse. Groom the whole horse. <laughs> that's only the bottom under the belly of the horse. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you probably uh, start with like the legs, anyway. Is this? So. Do you have to braid the mane, or is this not braiding the mane? Um, you have you can get. <laughs> 21 minutes, let's face it. All right, I'm going to go with 51 calories of grooming a horse for 21 minutes. 51. All right. All right, so. Do we have an over-under? Yeah, I have to say that grooming a horse is probably harder than welding. Wow. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, listeners, you can uh, email us at aceltfonsfitcast <laughs> at gmail.com and tell Mark, how idiotic he is by saying they're grooming a horse. All of our welder listeners. Um, you don't even know what the answer is yet, so oh, you yeah. better you better shut your mouth. All right, fifty-one over under. Oh, you're under. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it it is harder than welding. One hundred and fifty-six calories. What kind of? You've never groomed a horse before. Not a horse that's running. This is apparently a running horse. <laughs> Chasing a thoroughbred down the track with your brush in hand. <laughs> Apparently, uh, grooming a horse is harder than swimming. Or just about as hard as swimming in a vigorous I mean, it's apparently, you, I'm in the wrong profession, I guess. Uh, all right. I, I, accept, uh, I accept my defeat, although with an asterisk. Clydesdale asterisk. A Clydesdale, a Clydesdale asterisk. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, awesome. it is what it is. All right. Wow. I well, I lost. I uh, I admit, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Those were hard. Those are hard questions. Those were really difficult and challenging <laughs> questions to estimate. 
And we should have compared those with uh, how many calories are in a taco. That's true. We would have definitely how many lost ta- it. Oh, that would have been great. How many tacos do you burn in 21 <laughs> minutes of, of grooming? grooming? Six percent. Six percent of a taco. Half of a taco. <laughs> yeah, Not exactly. even half a taco. It depends. That taco, that special taco that Mark got yeah. today, probably had a few extra calories. Probably a 400 lot. calorie taco. <laughs> I need to groom a, house, a horse for a couple of hours. <laughs> We're in Texas. There's lots of horses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, wow. there's some really cool. There's some pretty cool things on this list, like pushing a lawnmower, shoveling snow, bathing a child is on here. Like, what's the most unexpected? Know. What's the most uh, highest burning for the most unexpected uh, t- chore or task? Yeah, I'll have to look at the list. Like shoveling snow, I bet is a very <laughs> intense. That's probably digging. Digging dirt is actually more calories than. Oh, no, shoveling snow is more. What's well, because it's colder when you're shoveling snow than when you're digging dirt. What's the calorie burn on snow shoveling for 21 minutes? I, was, oh, I think it's like I, so I didn't do 21 minutes for all of them. These go by the half an hour. and then Oh, I you had to do the math. So shoveling snow was 223 per half hour. Oh, wow. More than swimming. I, uh, I dug a couple post holes this last weekend for uh, Kirby. Oh, Kirby. Yep, we're building a fence in her backyard so that she can foster dogs for New Hope Animal Rescue. Oh, that's wonderful. I love New Hope Animal Rescue. And Kirby was one of our guests. Our our most listened to podcast in the history of our podcast is Kirby. Yes, and it still is getting listens, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that was like in the summer. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I don't know. She was a great guest, and I dug a couple post holes with Corey, another one of our guests. We burned a lot of calories. He's the one doing the Iron Man, so he's got to keep burning those calories. Digging After those his Boston qualification, yep. we got to tag them in this. Yep, Corey Kirby. Yep, keep that list going. That's awesome. Where's my list? So, all right, very cool. Well, congratulations, right. Mark, on uh, winning the game. So I guess I guess I just I've already won tacos, beer, and bourbon, and spending time with you guys. So that's, <laughs> that's a hell of a that's a hell of a trade right there. Having a good day. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Great Tuesday. That's a good Tuesday. And you just get 10 Live Love Paddle Points for winning the game today. That's awesome. Speaking of Live Love Paddle, do we have our segments coming up? We sure do have our segments coming up. Let's start out with our mailbag segment brought to us by... Live Love Paddle. Perfect segue. That was a good one for him. The bats are back, by the way. I saw I was working out around the Capitol. They I saw already? Yeah, they... Uh, we're, the tours have not started yet, but um, the uh, the bats have returned. Wow, the the Mexico's already getting too hot for them. Yep. Well, they wanted to get here before the wall was built, so <laughs> they took off a little early this year. Oh man! So keeping those hooligans out. <laughs> something tells me a bat can fly over a twenty foot wall. Yeah, something tells me that too. So, uh, all right, uh, mailbag, live love paddle. Do you want to go first, or should I, partner? Yeah, I can go first. This was a really great email that we got about our last guest. All right. Um, who was Hamali. And I just love this. Hamali's a really awesome person. If you have not checked out her YouTube channel, please check it out. Is this um, a, this wait, is this, a, is this a question or a statement? Because I want to let our guest know if he can answer the question or comment. You know what? I would like him to comment because he's an active parent. So right. this, is, this is a commendation. It's not a question. Got it. But this is from Marlene from right. North Carolina. Okay. And she said, I'm so impressed with Hamali and her dedication to fitness while staying at home with kids. 
People don't understand how busy it can be as a stay-at-home mom. I am a single mom with a lot of help, and I can't hardly find time to brush my teeth. I'm going to work hard to train for a 10K this year and try to do a boot camp three times a week. Himali is my inspiration to just go for it. Wow. Wow. That's that's unbelievable. Do you know, happen to know, we can we comment on how many calories 21 minutes of toothbrushing takes. Ooh, let me look if it's on the list. Let me see. First of all, if, if you're brushing your teeth for 21 minutes, you're going to have some dental problems. <laughs> well, it can be two 10-minute sessions a day, he said. Oh, that's true. So if you brush your teeth three times a day, which who brushes oh. their... I mean, really, who brushes their teeth twice a day every day? Come three, on. Three times a day for seven minutes. For seven that minutes. That would be ridiculous. Toothbrushing is not on the list. All right, because you could never do it for a half hour. Because you can't do it. Oh, well, that's Stand, amazing. Standing so. in line is on the list. So. Standing in line. What about just general standing? Does that not count? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why the the line uh, helps you burn more calories. Well, because you have to take anger, uh, the anger you have and the impatience that you're yeah. building. It's and at the post one, office. One one quarter step every every minute <laughs> yeah. and a half. And if it's at the post office, or the DMV add an extra five calories. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is incredible. Uh, so Mark, how do you do it with uh, being a parent of a child and a a senior dog you get your time to work out right yeah i do i do that is one of the most challenging things that i do right because as a parent and my wife as well because we try she tries to exercise as well and um as a parent you feel torn between spending time with your kids especially if you're a stay-at-home mom and you have littles and then you want to take care of yourself and so we have daily conversations about how to how we can support each other in our movement but as a single parent and working movement into your life, um, that's one of the hardest things you can do because you don't—you feel guilty about leaving um, and you, you, you want to spend time with your family and you want to take care of it, but you also have to realize the importance of filling your own cup and taking care of yourself. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I have a saying that you can't take care of anybody else until you take care of yourself because you just, you're empty. And yeah. so... Um, when I travel, my wife struggles with getting movement in because I'm not home. And so she does a few different things. The ones that come to mind are she actually exercises with our daughter. Yep. Our daughter's seven. Yeah, so there you go. They go for bike rides, jog walks. Um, they get out there and just move in, in, the, in the world. Secondly, she, she does a, a Nike training app where it's just it's a free app where that does 20 minutes or 15 minutes of these uh in high intensity courses or yoga that she tries to practice when uh when our daughter's doing some some of her reading or skills work that she that she does and then thirdly she asks for help she um she has friends that she drops early off with um our daughter and then does her exercise uh that way um i also know that a lot of my clients use uh, they're members of the YMCA and they have childcare, and yep. so they they leverage uh, the facilities yeah. childcare for the, for their children. Um, but I hope. Uh, what are your guys' ideas? Because it's one of the hardest things you can do uh, as a single parent is to make time and take time for yourself when you don't feel like you have to wash the clothes, do the dishes, clean the house, or work or provide. You know, how do you how do you balance that? That's that's a challenging question. Well, I don't have any kids, and my house is a disaster, so that's how I take care of it. You have, you have fur babies. You yeah, well, I babies. walk Frankie. Frankie and I go for our 21-minute walks every night. 
That's just because she won't walk with anyone else. Well, and she doesn't pee in the backyard, so that's the Yeah, problem. that's too. <laughs> that's awesome. Did uh, she say how young her children were? Do we know? She did not. It doesn't even say how many kids she has. Yeah. But I know Molly has two kids. Yeah. They are two and five four i don't remember exactly but they're i mean they're adorable so. they're the cute they are the cutest kids i've ever seen they That's really nice. are so. they're really cute yeah and that age can be tough because you have two different ages one is five can possibly walk with you the other is two can't really walk with you that well so yeah I well need... i know she pushes them she'll yeah, push yeah. them in the stroller iram style yeah, I was going to say, this is our, our Iram weekly or monthly Iram update where uh, we tell everybody that he likes to be called Jay, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Really? Uh, yeah, Iram. They just call him Jay. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Qual- won a marathon and qualified for Boston pushing a stroller. That's incredible. <laughs> yes. So, I wonder how many calories pushing a stroller with yeah. two kids in it for 21 oh, minutes. Wait, they're pushing a wheelchair. Let me, let me go back to it. Pushing a wheelchair with Kiana... Running six minute miles okay. for two, pushing two and a half okay. hours. <laughs> pushing a wheelchair. I'm not going to do the calculation. Pushing a wheelchair for a half an hour for a 155 pound person. How many calories do you think it is? 280 calories. Is no, 155. Two, 280 is close. 298. Oh, wow. Ooh, there so you go. So well, if you're running six minute miles like Jay does. Yeah. Well, multiply that by six, and that's how many calories he burned. Nice, yeah. Well, that's so pushing kids into that's one of the hardest things. There's actually articles on how to run with a stroller and how to proper form and how to push it. And he probably wrote those because he qualified for Boston in one race. He definitely needs to write (laughs) one if he has. Himali is on her way to writing that too. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, All right, I have an email too. All right, let's hear it. Uh, this is from Mike S. from Indianapolis. All right. It had been a while since I checked out the FitCast. Not a great way to start the email. I mean, it's okay, yeah, but... Yeah, I have to listen to this every month. I know. Everybody's got to download every month and listen to it exactly when it comes down. So you just put your life aside and listen to the FitCast. Whatever. You know, side note, my mom told me she's a month behind. When your own mother is a month behind your podcast, that's a bad sign. My wife hasn't listened in six months, so... Oh, come on, Kelly! <laughs> We're going to take her in here, but it won't matter. <laughs> Even one of the last, one of the last one of the last fitcasts, she was my favorite thing, and she still hasn't heard that one. Oh. Or she heard it and she's like, whatever. I don't know. I haven't got a comment on it either way. Anyhow, uh, it had been a while, Mike S from uh, Indianapolis, since I checked out the fitcast. Thanks for keeping me entertained on a snowy drive from Indianapolis to Zealand. New Zealand? No, Zealand. I don't think you could drive. Oh, like, that'd be a really long drive. You better burn some calories scuba diving. Uh, Fonz, congratulations on your candidacy for president. So he did listen. Yeah, and that's I am. True. I will be the third Texan to declare the president. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, if uh, Beto does. So what's his name? Castro, Beto, and Fonz. That'll be the Texas trio, we'll, we'll call it. Um... However, I think you were a little hard on Kesel during the quiz last month. I agree. Well, all right. So, and here's the thing. I listened because I did the editing after. I apologize to you, Kesel, because your voices sounded a little similar. So the banter during the whole do chips get dipped in salsa thing, 
I actually thought that she had guessed that and you were repeating her guess. Ah. Uh, Until I listened while I was editing, I'm like, oh, wait. Well, 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 well. <laughs> the truth comes out, yeah. doesn't it? So I took a point away from you because I thought that that was her guess and you were just repeating yeah. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's tough to judge a, a fake podcast game, isn't it, fun? I know. We had probably had 30 <laughs> or 40 emails bitching at me about how I ripped off a point from you. No, it was actually it was actually really funny because Hamali and I like hardly knew any of the answers and we're just looking at each other like, what? Like that countries in Africa one, we felt so bad about ourselves. We're like, how come we only know like eight countries in Africa between the two of us? Yeah, no, I know. And that one, that was kind of shame inducing and I apologize for that. But I also uh, apologize for, maybe I shouldn't be in charge of the games anymore. I like your games <laughs> they are when fun. I win them. <laughs> when I win. <laughs> Anyhow, he thinks we're a little hard on the, the FitCast and, uh, he says, uh, congratulations on my candidacy. So I appreciate it. I'm doing some fundraising. So if you need to uh, send us money, caseoutfondsfitcast at gmail.com. We we'll open up a Venmo account. Yeah, uh, for sure. PayPal or whatever else you can send uh, lots yeah. of money. On that note, New Hope Animal Rescue. Uh, my wife is uh, leaving her job to do full-time fundraising for uh, New Hope Animal Rescue. That's wonderful. Congratulations. Oh, and they're sponsoring this mailbag, by the way. Yes, for sure. So um, we uh, definitely want uh, corporate donations, whatever, to get in uh, New Hope Animal Rescue. So look us up on Facebook, and uh, we'll hook you up with the dog. We have lots of adopters. We have lots of uh, fosters, but even more dogs. Yes, and Kelly does a really awesome job. Um, finding the perfect home for these animals. And she <laughs> works so hard. This is more than a full-time job for her because she just works so hard making sure that animals get to a forever home. And they're also sweet. Agreed. So, wonderful. Um, do we have any more emails? Um, that's it for this that's batch. All, that's all right for this batch. Cool. All right. Um, uh, Mark, you can join us on our last segment here. Sure. I'm here. Very cool. Um, Kaysalk, you want to introduce the segment? Yeah, so this is our favorite thing segment. <laughs> and um, this one is brought to us by Mark Moylan State Farm All out right. near me in Tinley Park, Illinois. He is my he is actually my state farm agent, but um, he sponsors an indoor try every year um, that all the proceeds go to the crisis center. And he's just an awesome human. Um, so thanks, Mark, for sponsoring this favorite thing segment. So, he's an uh, awesome. You said he's an awesome human. He's an awesome human. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. I guess do you do you know this guy? No, no. I'm headed to Tinley Park. I'll be in Tinley Park this weekend. Maybe maybe you <laughs> can wait, sit wait, down with Mark. Is, yeah. So that was my question. So what are you doing um, in the Chicagoland area? So, so I'm coming up to teach a continuing education course for one uh, for a large company up there, and their their clinic is in Tinley Park. So that's where I'll be teaching. No way. Dude, we should go out for drinks. I'm not even joking. <laughs> oh, that might work. Oh, Saturday night. Yeah. Saturday, uh, yeah. So I'll get your contact. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. we'll hook up and get some contact info. Um, we'd love to have you over. Yeah, that'd be awesome. How about that? And that's the way the world... That's my favorite thing. <laughs> oh, wow! You don't even have to put any thought into it. Yeah, it's awesome. It's just the world connecting. That's my favorite thing. Is connection. Right. Look at yeah. that. Mark didn't, we didn't introduce the uh, topic to Mark. He's already thrown out his favorite thing out there. 
He and knows how to this game. It's an incredible favorite thing. <laughs> All right. So, alrighty. Well, my favorite thing is, um, so my fiance and I just took a trip this weekend to visit one of our groomsmen um, that's standing up in our wedding. Okay. And he lives in a place called Durham, North Carolina. Oh. And... Honestly, Durham was never on my radar. It was just kind of like, oh, Raleigh, Durham, like, I don't know, one of those cities that you always say when you say the other one. Which and, was, by the way, which was one of our games. Yeah, that was like, yeah, that's what, like Dallas, Fort Worth. That was one of them. That was cool. LaSalle, Peru. LaSalle, Peru. That one was, I did not guess, but whatever. <laughs> um, But so, Dur- like, Durham, North Carolina. Does anybody know anything about Durham, North Carolina? I literally knew nothing except it was near Raleigh. And this is a cool place. Oh, yeah. There was a movie made for about the Durham Bulls. I remember that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the city of Bulls, tobacco. Okay. And we decided that it's a law. It's a, it's literally a necessity that every building in Durham has at least one wall of exposed brick. <laughs> Literally, every place you went to, it was like, oh, more exposed brick. And it's beautiful, but it's, like, literally everywhere. Um, But it's super cool, and and I'm so glad we went there because we wouldn't have gone there if our friend didn't live there. That's awesome. So thanks to our friends Francesco and Summer. And Summer, like, made us a bunch of meals, like, home-cooked meals, and was just so accommodating. Um, So shout-out to Durham, North Carolina, which is my favorite thing. Durham, North Carolina is your favorite thing. I love that. Well, that sounds like a great trip. It was. It was awesome. The trees are so tall in Durham. Like, I know it was winter when you guys were there, but it's a a really – it's it's surprisingly hilly and got a lot of vegetation. Like, the trees are enormous in that part of the Yeah. We actually went to a state park there, Eno State Park. Okay. it was really cool. I mean, it was just this, like, piece of nature. The Eno River runs through it. It actually reminded me a little bit of the Greenbelt. Oh, cool. Because uh, it's a little bit colder up there, but it was, like, this nice weather in the middle of the winter. So I'm like, oh, it's like going to Austin and walking along the Greenbelt. Um, it was really cool. All right. I got it on my list of places to travel to. Put it on. Put it on the list. Cool. All right. My favorite thing this month is my neighbor, Lala. I love Lala. She is the best. So, yeah, she's amazing. This woman, like, she's into music, and she plays the accordion, and she's lived on the block. She's the mayor of Powell Circle, I always say. Oh, my gosh. And uh, she's doing a, helping out with a fundraiser. We're having it during South by Southwest, which is coming up here. She's having a fundraiser at her house. We're getting a band in, and we're going to sell hot dogs and veggie burgers and raffle off some items and uh have a fundraiser at our house uh during south by southwest to raise money for new hope animal rescue oh nice that's awesome oh tell lala i said hi i will do that i will go over and give her a hug you met her when you were visiting right yeah how are her dogs doing uh good they're kind of a pain in the butt but the little ones always are yeah i remember we tried to go over there to let them out and they wouldn't let us <laughs> like this is my house you can't touch me yeah they were kind of like that it was funny i was sitting out on the uh front in our front yard having a beer today waiting for mark and all of a sudden i see her two dogs run out chasing another dog and lala chasing the dogs chasing that other dog and, <laughs> uh, and then of course i had pinto bean and he's barking at the whole situation going on oh no <laughs> 
Was Anigo? Anigo probably would have been in on that too. I don't know what Anigo was doing. He might have been just hanging out in a tree, like watching the whole thing, going, "You guys are suckers." <laughs> so, wow, that's incredible! Oh, awesome! What a, what a great fitcast we had today. This was a wonderful fitcast. I am just so excited. I'm excited for my drink. You know, we always talk about what's coming up in our lives. As I say, I'm excited to take Mark to uh, the brewery in Homewood. That's what we're gonna do. The brewery? What? What? What's it about? Tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, say again. Yeah. We've got, we've got a brewery. Do you, do you drink beer? I won't take you here if you don't drink. He's beer. currently drinking beer. <laughs> yes, I, I I participate in beer drinking, very much so. Oh, is it your favorite pastime? Because we will imbibe. Excellent. I love it. Uh, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. I just decided that's what I'm looking forward to this weekend. No, but we have um, we've got some wedding stuff to do this weekend, which will be exciting. And, um, oh, it's Homewood's Chocolate Fest this weekend. Yeah. So if you haven't bought chocolate for your sweetie for Valentine's Day, you'll... it's after Valentine's Day. That say, you will have missed out. it. <laughs> you, will, you will have missed it by next weekend. It's only a couple of days late. Maybe it's on sale. Maybe it's on sale. You get all the Valentine's Day deals afterwards. Oh. I'm just looking up Tinley Park and, and Homewood. We're just right across the... The highway, that's awesome. Yeah, Perfect. they're super close. That's so awesome. So. <laughs> I'm looking forward to going to the brewery this Saturday night. Awesome. Me too. This is going to be great. Fons, what are you going to be doing? We're going to be hanging out without you. Yeah, I'm a little jealous. I'm going to be watching, cheering on the Austin Marathon and Half Marathon this weekend. I got lots of uh, November Project Austin friends doing it, all at different paces. So I'll be cheering all different locations because I'll be just cruising on my bike, cheering at different locations. So I'm excited awesome. to cheer on other people racing this weekend. Yeah. So wait, this is the Austin Marathon. What was last month? That, the 3M. Like, so, yeah, the 3M, it's weird because they have a 3M, 3M, okay. 3M half marathon in January, and then a month later they have the marathon. Um, and there's also a half marathon with the marathon. So And a 5K. Oh, I didn't know there was a 5K. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will be biking around the course, visiting people at different places. So uh, that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. I've got the, uh, the typical 10K uh austin what's it called what's the 10k cap 10k cap 10k so. oh yeah the cap 10k that's right yep i'm signed up for that so i'll be oh, doing nice. that uh in april you've done that every year you've lived there haven't you oh yeah it's super fun so i'm gonna tag rachie here uh rachie she and i run the exact same pace and it's been fun uh seeing her out on the course quite a bit i think i told the story about the little 17 year old guy who shit his pants while he was running it last year and it was yeah that yeah. is such a shame, but it's so great for the rest of us that now. That's because you didn't find a bush. You got to know, you know, you got to either <laughs> walk and find a bush or you're going to be running with brown shit down the back of your shoes. <laughs> then you'll really have some ass chafing. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. bad. And he didn't have Big Stacy to go to to, uh, you know, freshen up a bit. No. <laughs> so, well, that's amazing. I think, uh, I think uh, my wife just got home. All right. Well, tell her to keep saving those dogs. I will do that. Are you going to have a kick-ass time with Mark in uh, the suburbs of Chicago this weekend? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. 